Hey there, listener. Welcome to the Deep Share Podcast. I'm your host, Andy Rouse, and for the last couple of decades, I've slowly been opening my eyes to a very different world than the one I grew up hearing about. And the more conversations I have with interesting people, the more mystifying this world becomes. So without further ado, let's get deep. We've got science to celebrate David's bliss now. After Come on! There is a in the wind. It will be crushed. Everything I've said is true. It's real. Dinosaur fossils? I'll have to put those here to test our faith. A damn lie. I, I saw them on my own eye. Did I accuse just... Drop sharply while I was away. We did illusions, man. None of it is true. I'm not This is mass madness, you maniac. In God's name, you people are the real thing. We are the illusion. <laughs> Yo, welcome back, everybody. It's the no. Deep Share Podcast, and it's your host, Andy Rouse, and I'm here with my homie, Shane. Again, Shane Newsom is back. What's up, brother? What it do? Oh, so, so, you, so Shane here is trying desperately to get the fuck out of a like vicious physical labor job and trying to get something different. And you know what, man? I told him this off air i'll tell you i'm on the air you got a ton of skills man especially from that one job so i have no worries that you can find a better industry that won't destroy your back at a young oh, age yeah. man you're going you're not even 30 yet you're not your back's not supposed to be in that condition till you're my age at 38 <laughs> yeah dude i was like yeah i thought i had at least another 10 years dog fuck <laughs> and man, i'm fucked up dude it sucks it's funny that you were talking about the same possible like condition that my family's got and so many other people have the disc issues that's yeah, so man. brutal, man. And it's it's literally hereditary, which is bizarre when you think about it because like I contribute every pain. It's almost like I can remember like all the different shit I've done to screw up my back over the years, but it's yeah, like yeah. technically you're just like really prone to it in some cases too, you know? Fuck dude. Cause it's like, <laughs> you know, my back would hurt a lot when I was like fucking 14, but you know, I was doing a lot of fucking back work. I was picking up fucking 90 pound, 18 inch subwoofers by myself because I thought I was a big, strong man. I could do it by myself. And they're like big and awkward and shit. So like yeah, <laughs> 90 pounds isn't a lot, but like you try fucking carrying that thing 50 feet, like hundred yeah. feet upstairs, downstairs, upstairs. Yeah, through dude. crowds. Yeah, dude. Wires all yeah. over the floor. Yeah, dude, man. My yeah. bassist one Fire. time Stop. dropped his stupid. Don't do that. He, so my my bass player dropped his bass cab and it was a big boy you know it was like a three and a half four foot cab yeah a big 810 right on his fucking toe like 20 minutes before we were going on no i'm sorry i'm sorry it was like a good hour it was like a good hour and he we rushed him to the hospital they pumped him with drugs wrapped up his his toe he like i think he did break a toe but um <laughs> you wrapped it all up pumped him full of drugs got him he went back we played the show right Hell yeah! but for the first 10 minutes he's looking at us he's like dude i don't know what's going on <laughs> dude, the pet the, my, my pedals aren't working and this isn't working like oh what is happening what's going on 
And like him and the the guitarist work it out for a few minutes, and then the guitarist just walks away laughing hysterically. And I look, I'm like, what was wrong? And my bass is like, nothing, nothing, nothing. It's fine. Don't let's not even talk about it. I'm like, God damn it. Fucking He's just seeing like bin, three bro. of us. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's literally what was happening, dude. <laughs> so yeah he like was seeing double and triple but we played the show it was a good time hell yeah dude at least it's not like the crowd is fucked up and there's no barrier between you and the crowd and uh they get pushed on the stage and you just happen to have like a fancy pedal board with like a bunch of expensive pedals and then they trip over the pedal board and a bunch of cables get unplugged from each other and you're in the middle of your set you're trying to People are your buddies and trying to help you figure out which cables plug back into which pedals ah. to get your chain back to the correct <laughs> way. And, uh, you know, you your pull it off fucking fuck. flawlessly, bro. You know? Oh, well, yeah, shout yeah. Out, I mean, shout out Brian Campbell, bro. <laughs> shout out fucking To Build a Bomb. One of the greatest fucking metal shows I've ever seen. The first metal show I ever saw, but one of the greatest metal shows I've ever seen to date. Sometimes it happens that way, man. Insane local. I can't remember band. what my first metal show was. It probably was a local local band, yeah. Dude, it was so sick, dude. It was like in my town on the water at this like pavilion they built that's like over a little swamp section that turns into the river. Like that's awesome. So Fuck sick, dude. Like it was just like a little less than a hundred people there, so it was like pack this fucking thing out mm-hmm. and like it's just like a bunch of punk bands and like some rappers and i was like waiting all day to see my cousin's band and they finally let them play and it was fucking amazing and i had to miss two of their songs because i had to go roadie for my dad's band oh, yeah. <laughs> that's pretty wild <laughs> fuck man. my back um but yeah dude oh my god um i have i have videos of it on youtube somewhere dude i'll fucking send that shit to you yeah yeah um yeah dude shout out steven calais fucking paul crutchley hey i've had paulie c on my podcast go check that episode out he's uh absolutely one of the most incredible drummers i've ever met in my whole life and this is including famous drummers (laughs) like this dude is a fucking machine like when we recorded our record like if you look at like how cool like i didn't even time synchronize anything because it was that good like it sounded good that like you know, as human, he yeah. didn't play it 100% to the... But if you look at it, it's like everything is nearly 100% to the fucking grid. Like, dude, it's insane. That's insane. amazing. It's One such a... the best drummers ever. I think we've said it before together on Horns Up a number of times, but if you find Will a good Everton. drummer, if you find a good drummer, you hold on to them. And you Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> buy them flowers and all kinds of things. <laughs> you treat them very well. And understand that they are basically like the catcher on a baseball team they are the captain of the team that you yeah, fucking real, listen dude. to them in a lot of situations you know drummers yeah. are especially where i was where, where i was growing up we couldn't find a lot of metal drummers um just i don't know it just wasn't right never worked out the right way until we got a little older you know but like early like late middle school early high school it was such a different world like we yeah, were you might weird. find a guy that could play some rush or something you know yeah or like but... yeah i'm a metal drummer watch me lay down enter sandman it's yeah. like ah, <laughs> that's not what we were thinking you know and it's like <laughs> a lot of a lot of people that we knew loved doing quote-unquote metal but they yeah they couldn't 
well, like, well, we want to play like this and you would have to do that. And then, you know, once the guitarist is on the drums showing the drummer, you know, it's probably, it's probably not, not going to work. Right fit, bro. <laughs> yeah. It's just not the right fit. <laughs> but yeah, speaking of music, um, I think we teased it when you, me and Jeff did our show that I put out, but we're bringing horns up back and <laughs> it's in your hands, brother. Whenever yeah. you want to release it, you, uh, you get it oh, all. Shit. I mean, well, you have it, so it's literally in your hands. Did I yeah, record man. it? No, no. You asked me for the copy, so I sent it to you. Oh, I sent you, I sent you all the audio separately. So if you need to fuck I, around, I don't know. I don't. Honestly, bro, shit's been fucking crazy. Yeah, like, don't I just worry. Got about back it. from my brother's wedding, but I, I, yeah, that's coming no, take out. Take your time. That's coming I, out. I no worries. Yeah, we're gonna be coming back probably next week or something like that. Whenever oh, Shane gets yeah. to it. <laughs> I get to it. Get to it. This is, um, yeah, we actually have guests on finally, and that's what we were hoping for to begin with, anyway, to get some musicians on. So for for any metalheads that listen to the Deep Share, we're gonna get some hopefully familiar uh, faces on eventually. But for now, we're just gonna be jamming with some local boys. Um, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. I think I I really miss doing horns up with you guys. So it was really. Great to have Jay and, and Jeff back. Shout yeah, out to Dan Anaki, who's not absolutely. doing doing it because his times, our times are just so opposite, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Just doesn't work out. But but yeah. Yeah, I love you, Dan. I love the research you do. And he inspired the hell out of me, man. Hell yeah. I didn't know anything about like box saga or anything i thought i had a pretty good like my finger was on the pulse of what was weird in the world and, <laughs> <laughs> and then that happened and you know it's been so long dude and now the stuff i'm i just shared something in my telegram group earlier the box saga telegram and for those listening that aren't a part of that yet you know for those that are at least interested even those that think the box saga is complete silliness please we welcome you to come in ask us questions i don't know everything but we have some really intelligent people that you know are close with the box saga in there that know a lot more about the language and everything but um yeah i put something in there that i found i decided i was gonna like start digging further into the uh anunnaki and where they come from Mm -hmm. because i've already kind of beaten it to death that like linguistically etymologically they're this and what they connect to and and this and that but i'm just kind of i want more so i just decided to start going back in time right okay so i was like okay what part of of sumer was settled first and and i i found this term ubaid u-b-a-i-d hmm. so that word popped up in Lawrence Gardner's books and Nicholas Devere's books about the dragon legacy and stuff like that and all the elves and fairies right. that I'm that I talk about. Um so the Ubaid is translated roughly to basically mean au pair or nannies or overlords, overrulers, things like that. Lords. Mm. So like a aligning with once again what devere and gardner are suggesting that hypothetically we once had a like 
basically a race of shepherd humans. I mean, they don't even like to call it humans. They think it's separate too, but I, I like to put it all in modern humanoid or hominid terms at least. So there was a shepherd race of people that took care of us like good rulers supposedly and that one's up for grabs because like that automatically sounds like someone's writing that in and someone's gonna Mm -hmm. pretend that they were the good guys in history or something like that but this is the ascended masters sure well i bet a lot of that is tangled up you know there is a lot of that a lot of the language surrounding anything not anything but a lot of spiritual words really crazy like honestly like all of the stories from basically all of the cultures like there's they're all like they're all the same basically except for box saga yeah <laughs> yeah it's the only it seems to be the only mythology that stands out in very significant ways yeah not, dude, not just wild. like the perverted weird ooh, no. like that's taboo like not that necessarily but just like their interpretations of things that exist in yeah a dude. lot of alternative theory you know you could have five alternative history theories uh, all involving Atlantis and all being completely different, but having a very close theme. Mm-hmm. But then you throw Box Saga in, it's absolutely unique. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yet it yet it hits so many points that you're like, well, damn, that kind of puts the typical alternative history ideas into like urban legend territory. It's like, yeah, oh, there's always dude. some truth to the legend. Yeah, you know? dude. We just and think the box saga seems like the most fucking straightforward, no bullshit. Occam's Which razor. Yeah, dude. Yeah. You know, th- those, uh, I, I don't know the exact terminology for Occam's razor. It's like things that don't need to be multiplied shouldn't be or divide. Uh, yeah. Something along those lines. The simplest answer is the best explanation. Yeah. And that's not always the case, No, but I do think it's a very important tool to use, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I found this Ubaid culture. Well, I didn't find it, but <laughs> you found uh, it. I've discovered it. No, <laughs> it's been quite a long time since they've known about the Ubaid culture. But that's the, the weird part. Like, it's still referencing like ancient gods because the Ubaid culture had reptilian figurines, right? Mm. So automatically, that's putting it into okay. They were making figurines of something in their past so the ubaid aren't necessarily the anunnaki but we're getting further back in time where academia says sumer was the cradle of civilization it's where agricultural civilization began but the ubaid people were the ones that brought that in and they came from somewhere else and i'm like okay where did they come from because of course in academia right at that point it's all nomadic it's all getting closer and closer to neanderthal and mm-hmm. and I'm primitive man fucking, like, so just boom you know agriculture comes out of nowhere apes. and admittedly so like even academia admits that it's weird and bizarre it seems like agriculture agricultural civilization just pops out of nowhere into sumer you know it's like that's the new age explanation it was like yo thoth came in was like y'all here guys how you irrigate this how you plant the shit and yeah human thought out. higher thought came in and did it mm-hmm. that's my that's my personal interpretation of thoth you know mm-hmm. that he represents thought i think it's even pronounced yeah. thought so yeah, it's yeah well thoth yeah i love Some that that's thoth but apparently the right 
just that's why literal. he likes to hear it from certain people. It's Thoth. Right. Thoth, yes. Well, okay. So yeah, oh in there. Right. Odin. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um okay, so we got the Ubaid culture and they're coming from somewhere and you know, if we're not going to believe academia that they have no idea, just like the Ubaid showed up and discovered all these techniques. It's like no. And then if we don't want to go with Zachariah Sitchin suggesting, oh, well, the Anunnaki taught them and they were their gods. Yeah, it's basically the same story, too. Right. Like Inky what? and Lil. Fucking, yeah. yeah. Well, one was like the war god and one was more of the doctor, Reader. scientist, yeah. philosopher. Yeah. There's a lot of... Di- I, I always thought it would make a really cool, like, Disney cartoon. Like, if, they, <laughs> if, if they're going to embed some symbolism, it would be cool if they just went right out in the open and were like... Like this is a Sumerian story. <laughs> yeah, someone do like a AI cartoon of like the tale of en- en- like Enlil versus Enki. It's like two brothers always at odds. <laughs> two sides of the same coin. Cain and Abel, right? Exactly. There's so many archetypes for it. Um, so I just kept searching, like, okay, what came before the boo dude? <laughs> Bruce. <laughs> fucking Bruce. That's Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> so before the Ubaid culture, we have the Samaran culture. The Samaran people. So let's follow is that this archaeological time. It is. It is. But I mean, I wonder if that's where this word carried into the so larger this is, area. So this is two civilizations. Sum, Sum, Sumerian would be two civilizations after this one. Yeah. So Sumer okay. is pops up in like 45... 100 BC, the yeah. people of Sumer, um, but the Ubaid are a separate culture that pop up in southern Mesopotamia, but in southern Sumer near Eridu, which is very, that is an important part because in the Astrahasis and the Tale of Adapa, like all these different Sumerian and Babylonian texts, um, Eridu is the first city. It's the first kingdom. So when you read the king's list, uh, it says when the kingship first descended, the kingship was in Eridu. So Eridu was the first uh, city that these people claimed or created. So, I mean, it's interesting. It's definitely this cradle of civilization area that they were focused on for quite a long time but it's only it's always every time i look through this all these different little cultures are coming from the north and from the northwest and that's what the saga claims too just it's not ex the, the timelines are there's a lot of missing pieces and i'm not saying they match up perfectly but that is kind of been my goal lately is to try to match up where the saga leaves off and what they claim and where everybody went and then what academic history and archaeological history and anthropology in general are saying about those same time periods and there is a lot of fuckery it's just so complicated to look through you know what i mean i like what jeff has to say about the dinosaurs what shit ain't real? <laughs> I like the bone wars and shit. Oh right, yeah, yeah, dude. I think he's that's got wild. something there. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, can you like? Oh my! 
that just makes me think that they like at least a lot of them are like I can't say that there weren't larger fucking like lizard type fucking animals but like that's fucking nutty dude like those guys literally like were they in cahoots with each other or did they hate each other is this a completely made up fucking thing that never happened but apparently they're two of the like largest archaeologists they like apparently both of them apparently discovered fucking dinosaurs like right right well for my for the audience that may not know what you're talking about explain the bone war aspect to it of it um so basically they had separate dig sites i guess they had to have been close to each other or they just like knew people to send that were close to i don't know i'm just talking my ass a little bit but uh basically (laughs) paraphrasing (laughs) basically uh they would make fake bones and plant them at each other's sites for them to dig up oh right right yeah well okay yeah, I was part of the audience that didn't remember about that, so thank you. <laughs> um, but so, so is it the suggestion that that's proof that they're all fake, and that's what what the argument is? Because yeah, I just think, I think that's so. a that's a leap, and I really do think that's a leap. Because I, it's, I mean, me too. Like, I I like the dragon idea though, from like what Dan talks about. I'm sorry, I'm like jumping ahead a little bit. No, but, go um, for it. And basically the same thing like it would it's basically a dinosaur but like it's a dragon it's a dragon right people have made comparisons uh between uh tyrannosaurus and like chickens or some shit i can't remember yeah, like, maybe yeah, bigger yeah, yeah, birds yeah, yeah apparently no apparently uh chickens have some sort of the same dna as well that's for sure Chickens are absolutely yeah. velociraptors. Like, but at the same time, there was something about the bone structure that matched or resembled with Tyrannosaurus. I can't remember. I'll, I'd be butchering oh. it if I tried. But um, it's an interesting idea. But I, I think it's like what's weird is that we've known for so long that dinosaurs and birds are like related, yeah, or one comes from the other. Yeah, like we've known that for so long. So when you think about a flying dinosaur, we already have pterodactyls. Yeah, (laughs) we already have flying dinosaurs. So I mean, so like, okay, the this is what's fucked me up though is that like the whole time, me growing up, I was like, they're giant fucking lizards, they're giant reptiles, and then like, I flipped the switch, like, nah, dude, they're birds. And it's like, well, what the fuck is the difference between a fucking reptile and a bird? Like, I don't think there's much of a difference even there. Yeah, I mean, I think their bones are very porous. Yeah, I would say there's different attributes that evolved over time because of certain conditions or something like that. Yeah. That changed them drastically. But, you know, I... I, I Think the like were there dinosaurs as... that were more reptiles and yeah, there were the dinosaurs that were more like birds? Like that's what I both? think, man. That's what I think because like if you when you pluck a chicken, man, yeah, they don't have scales, but you size them up and you like change their their environment and their composure, like everything about them, like they'd have like reptilian type skin, you know, like who knows? Yeah. It, it's, yeah. And we're talking about like different types of animals that were probably closer in the whole 
spectrum of things millions yeah, yeah, and millions yeah, of yeah, years yeah. ago yeah yeah before they... i mean i'm not saying i believe wholeheartedly like darwinism or evolution specifically but i, I think aspects of evolution sense, are so apparent yeah. you know they're at least apparent you know uh not all the way it's obviously incomplete and i think it's part of scientism that they use it for everything for yeah. sure yeah. but i don't think we should throw the baby out with the bathwater. and yeah i think there's like we already have dragons like dinosaur bones like it's almost not a conspiracy it's just or it is but it's like a stupid one because it's like well just say it just say they were dragons just say that that's what you meant i don't think that they're i don't think that they're hiding yeah but they walked around and they were extremely wise and they could hypnotize you and breathe fire and (laughs) that's not what they're hiding. And I I don't know. I think personally it, it does align with all the shit that we're talking about and the dragon legacy and the serpent symbolism, who the people were that represented that Uh, even in Sumer, like we have the origins of the word supposedly maybe it's further back now that I'm finding all these cultures, but we'll just for now, we'll go with Sumer we have the origin of the word Messiah and it comes from like Mesa. And this Mesa is a word that represents this monitor lizard. And this Mm. monitor lizard is where these groups of people are claimed to have gotten their serpent symbolism of, you know, the serpent represents cycles and change and wisdom and all these different attributes that are typically found in serpent symbolism. That's where this story originates from the from this monitor lizard that was prominent in that area of the world and that might be from the Ubadians. it could have been from the samarans it could have been from the middle volga culture which came before that that goes all the way through the six six millennium and beyond into the seventh so this word starts somewhere but at least that's where it comes from as far back as sumer Ubadian it refers to this monitor lizard. So we know that the serpent symbolism in the esoteric world that relates back to Sumer and Babylon and things like that is coming from this small monitor lizard. It's not coming from some gigantic dinosaur bones, but there is a lot of that serpent symbolism, the dragon symbolism in Asia where they did find massive dinosaur bones very early on where we first found them. So yeah, I just rambled a lot. (laughs) I did. That was fucking excellent. I wish I could do that. I can only do that about like music. Well, yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I listened to you and Jeff go back and forth about engineering and I'm like, this is awesome. I was always the weirdo that I'm the, I'm the guy that's like not the crazy metal guitarist, but still loves that kind of made for metal guitarists music like animals oh, yeah. leaders and shit like that well, i'm always yeah. obsessed with like the gear the guitars I'm barely are using a guitarist bullshit so, like, you know, listen to this guy looking at these listen guys. to this guy you're like borderline savant <laughs> i don't even know who that is savant is not a who i mean what maybe it? it was that's probably where we what? got it from but savant see, means like what? autistic see, slash genius see i'm retarded <laughs> autistic isn't retarded <laughs> Not if I offended anybody. You know, like, you ever seen the movie Rain Man? You're not like that, but you have 
serious talent hiding behind your goofy ass personality. <laughs> and and Here, Travis, how many record label? By the way, by the way, I'm really loving your clean singing that you're trying Hell out. Yeah. I, I think it's awesome that you're branching out and doing that and Fuck yeah. something that you've wanted to do for a while, which is really cool. Whole life. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of us have my mom like i call, I would catch my mom like in the, and like i have a cd player and i'd just be like singing along in the car like even if i didn't know the words i'd just be fucking you know making the noises and oh, yeah. uh i would catch her like all the time just like had the radio turned off just like looking at me in the mirror just cheesing and i'm so fucking embarrassed i think that like contributed to me not wanting to sing in front of people yeah <laughs> i embraced that embarrassment for some reason i i remember one time my dad came around the corner <laughs> in broad daylight and i was just singing into a channel changer like a remote tv remote uh, at, like yeah, leonard yeah. skinner at like the age of 10 and my dad just uh, died laughing and i was like no i was so embarrassed <laughs> but yeah years later i just like went into it i guess like i leaned into that it was fun being a lead singer for a while. It was Hell a cool. Yeah, it was dude. a cool gig, even though, especially I, I in metal, it's like singing. Like, two was too oh, to sing. I was gonna say I always felt silly though as a lead singer because I always would have rather have been a guitarist. <laughs> and I just, <laughs> but I never practiced enough or anything to be one. You know, so it's like I was like, ah, I'm one of them front men. Oh, but man, I, you see, know, I, I always fun. wanted to be the front man, but like I. Didn't ever think I could be good enough, so I became the guitar player. Dude, you got a great scream, man. Hell yeah. You could have you could have done it. Especially live in local clubs where no one can hear the quality of your fucking scream because it's so distorted <laughs> over yeah. shitty PA systems. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. You just fucking crank that gain up, son. <laughs> dude, I remember the first auto like, scream. EP we ever got auto tune. You got auto scream, son. Dude, we did. We had auto like fucking the first EP we ever recorded pedal on the vocals. We had distortion on the friggin' vocals. It was so stupid. We didn't know what we were doing. Though. We just go. Is there? I think every time I died, did that early on too. Hell so yeah, whatever. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. Speaking of every time I die, many eyes is the new band from oh, Keith Buckley shit. with. I believe a former or multiple members of some other bands. I can't remember. Let's look it up. Let's oh, find dude, out. Cause dude, that's, yeah, dude, and honestly, dude, from what I've heard so far, he's doing, he has the same thing where he's always wanted to sing clean, but like he's in every time I die. So it's like, you can do it a little bit. You can you know, you know. pull off those cool rock and roll riffs for a little while, but like, you got to get back to the heavy, you know? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right, let's see. What do we got? What do we got? So we got Keith Buckley announces new band Many Eyes features Buckley on vocals alongside Charlie and Nick Belmore, the instrumentalist behind solo albums from vocalists like Dee Snyder and Jamie Josta. That is not what I was expecting, but the music sounds fresh and really heavy. So Word. that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> I think, uh, his brother, you know, and the other members of Every Time I Die are doing things with uh, former members of Dillinger Escape Plan. Oh shit! These bands just don't die anymore. Hell I have, I haven't listened to Dillinger in like fifteen years. I don't know what they sound like now. Dude, they were getting pretty weird. Coming back, bro. What's that? 
The ones Danza coming back. Dude, that would be so sick if we got like one more Danza album. Dude, that'd be amazing. Dude, Josh can do it, bro. Come on, Josh. Shut up, Josh. Josh Travis. Josh, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever listen to this, please. So, ch- so check it out. Check this out. Check this out. So we got the Samaran culture, right? Then before that, there was this culture called the Middle Volga culture. And it flourished in the 6th millennium BC into the 7th. Okay, so welcome. So then I asked what was before that, right? And I'm looking yeah. for what's that? What's before that? A rapid cooling around 6200 BC and influences from the lower Volga region led to the El Shanka culture, culture to be succeeded culture. by <laughs> culture, to be succeeded by the middle Volga culture, blah, blah, blah. It was succeeded in the region by the better known Samara culture. So it's like they're all very closely related, but we're just getting a little further back in time. Um, so what came before the Ashanka culture? All right. So now we're getting to what is the Zarzian culture. Zars, so they're Russian now. Right? So that's what I was hearing immediately. You hear Zar, and it's like, okay, well, where else would that come from? Or where else would, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's just a coincidence, right? Um, other researchers see El Shaka ceramic Did industry old... as a local attempt at reproducing Zarzian pots. My Yo. old vocalist, grandfather, great-grandfather, was the last czar of Russia. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. I've been wanting to get him like on the show for a while, but he like moved to Hawaii and he's he's he's, he's doing some so, stuff. So he was what? Yeah, dude, like like his uh his grandmother or whatever was his babushka and like they would speak Russian to each other when he was little. And uh, So he was related so was, like, to Anastasia. So, so, so it something like that. Dude, he was telling me all. Well, it's been like 3 years since I've even talked to this guy now. We got to like, track your friend down. <laughs> I'm still friends with him on Facebook. He's okay. like, it's insane. It's insane. So like his babushka, like her dad was the fucking czar. Was like the last czar. Maybe I'm wrong. And there's just Some been shit. czars since the Bolshevik revolution. And I, I mean, didn't... this is like, they're like, he's no, they like, were still his, called his that? grandma. His grandma was like, old. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think about it, when you get back to great grandparents and shit, it's not that far off from the Bolshevik Revolution. Yeah, man. That's pretty yeah. wild. So, like, his family member knew, like, Rasputin. And, like, he was hanging out, whipping his dick out, and being weird. Dude, just like being all magical. Yeah, man. You know, I'm doing the sigils. You know, he just walked from Siberia, left his family, his kids, his wife, his farm, and just walked to the czars and was like i'm here to save you <laughs> like and the youngest son who was sick was only feeling better and looking better and healthy when rasputin was by his bedside supposedly there's all this creepy shit about that man we could do a fun episode just about rasputin sometime Hell rasputin yeah yeah, yeah rasputin yeah, yeah. dude i got to I'm not going to say his name, but I got to get hit me up, bro. You know who the fuck you are. 
I don't know who he's talking about, but I'm he excited. knows who he is. He knows who he is. I know who I am. <laughs> Me? I I'm the dude. I'm the, the dude playing the dude. This guy's gonna finish. <laughs> so back to the lesson here. <laughs> Before the Zarzian culture, we have the Baradostian culture. Baradostian. Zarzian culture in an archaeological culture of or is an archaeological culture of late Paleolithic and Mesolithic. We're getting there, we're getting there. Check this out. Oh, Mesolithic in Southwest Asia. The period of the culture is estimated to have existed about 18,000 to 8,000 BCE. It was preceded by the Baradostian culture in the same region and was related to the, hang on, you got to see this, related to the Imereti or Imereti culture of the Caucasus. And there's that word, Caucasus. Mm the Caucasus mountains mm-hmm. where a lot of our religious tales take us. So what was before that? <laughs> what was before Baradosian culture? We have the Mousterian or Mousterian culture, M-O-U-S-T, Mooster. The Baradosian culture was an upper Paleolithic flint industry culture found in the Zagros region in the border country between Iraq and Iran. It was preceded by the Middle Paleolithic Mousterian culture, directly overlying it without an intervening Bladelay industry. I have not looked that up yet. <laughs> Admittedly so. Um, so I was like, what well, was b- directly before the Mousterian? The immediate precursor of the Levantine Mousterian is the Yabrudian or Jabrudian industry, which, and I like, it's interesting how they're calling it industry. And I don't know why yet, because I'm not an anthropologist, but I'm going to find out why these very, very early people were strictly called industries. Maybe mm. it's because they strictly only have uh, needs, necessities being produced that they're finding uh, proof of or something. And maybe they're just relating it to all they know is that there was industry here. I, I don't know, but it's an interesting terminology change because right before Mousterian, yeah, the Baradostian was still a culture. And then we get the Jabrudian industry and the Mousterian industry Hmm. yeah it's weird and so i looked into this yabrudian the jabrudian culture it's a cultural phase of the middle paleolithic of the levant it broadly belongs to the mousterian culture so it's like it's barely separate anyway but it's it is and shows connections with the european faces or fasces la quinta la quina one of the most noticeable elements is the so-called Amudian elements that are the first known stone blades ever. Nevertheless, the connection of this Amudian innovations with later upper, upper Paleolithic blades is most likely null. Why? It doesn't say. The etymology comes from German because it was named after the... Um, the guy who found it. Okay. 
Yeah. It was uh, an archaeologist named Alfred Rust. Well, he named the period after Jabrud, spelled as Jabrud in Germany, in Syria, where caves carved into the cliffs of the Wadi Valley of Skifta found near it. So, I mean, we're, we're still talking about intelligent, modern human people. Could it be that we find them to be primitive or it's so easy to write all of this off as primitive because the hit survived a flood or yeah, because they were surviving during an ice age prior to the flood. I mean like how, like what could you like, you were just like literally surviving. Yeah, man. What technology can you fucking develop while you're literally only trying to feed your family and the people around you keep them safe from fucking beasts? Right. So this is pretty wild. Guns. Now, I'm not claiming that any of these cultures specifically are your Anunnaki aliens, but we're, we're definitely getting somewhere here because all of this starts to line up with what was supposedly going on around these time periods, like back to 18,000 years ago, even up to 30,000 years ago, the, the alternative theory that I'm learning about is that this Scythian empire existed for a long time. And it wasn't necessarily always used in with the word Scythian, but many variations. Hmm. Um, And supposedly this is even where we get our famous dracula and vampire lore uh that's Ooh. those are like folklore aspects i haven't covered yet alongside like the elves and the fairies mm-hmm. and gnomes and all that but there's i mean you think about it, i've already covered dragons quite a bit and i will probably be trying to do more deep dives i hope you don't mind just being my buddy just listening to me jabber on sometimes about this I'm stuff here, dog. This it feels good to get it outwards and if you hear something silly or you have questions like it'll keep my mind pumping too so you know i gotta stay on my toes um because there was a while i found the fucking uh, ubaid people and i was like there it is there's the anunnaki Mm. (laughs) there's there's the gods but then it goes back even farther it just keeps going back and it's still all humans yeah. And at some point after this Jabrudian culture, it turns into. Um, when did they run out of history? When does history stop? That's basically where it ended for me so far when it came to modern humans. At that point, it turned into Neanderthals. They started like everything I found mm. beyond that was talking about Neanderthal DNA and this and that. Mm. Um, and I want to I would like to dig into that. I don't know. I, I'm not an anthropologist, so. I'll definitely have a tainted view of what I'm trying to find, (laughs) you know, but in some cases, and I said this online the other day, you know, they always tell you not to put the cart before the horse, but in some cases, that's kind of like saying never go with your gut. And I don't agree with that because there's been a lot of times over the past two years that I've been researching this shit and I ask a question, I'm like, could this be? And it fucking is. (laughs) So just, you know, believe in yourself and just... Hell yeah. Put the cart before the horse sometimes. Yeah, dude. I just like want to know where like they got I mean, I guess the box saga tells you where they got it from. They're like, yo, it goes back. 
fucking millions of years we've been talking about it, bro. We just keep telling our kids. And uh right, yeah. The new age stuff I grew up fucking learning saying Atlantis is like fucking 250,000 years ago, but also in the future somehow. <laughs> and uh and you know all the thoth and the descended masters shit and uh how that like applies to now or how that could apply to any of the other Atlantis stories because they're all placed way farther forward in the future like closer to you know 30,000 years ago and uh people try to be real realistic when they give those dates you know but yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't they don't know how far back it goes they're they're usually trying to quote or think of uh the possible ending of it you know rather mm -hmm. than when it started they they don't even they're coming from a premise where it doesn't exist and they're hoping maybe it exists these are people like randall carlson and jimmy corsetti uh, and they're not even supposing how far back it goes, honestly. So, I mean, the New Age explanation comes from theosophy, right? So Yeah, it's just like, oh, this is channeled. And which Philema. I don't even know if I could disagree with because of the experiences I fucking had. You know? So it's like, dude, I'm just... Yeah, I believe there is an Akashic record of sorts. Like, we do have... Every one of us has the ability to gain access within ourselves to a stream of consciousness that is not personal that Dude, is I had universal a, I had a, like a it was the strangest nearly ego death i've i've had um so i got back from my trip from texas so obviously i didn't have any weed while i was in texas i did find a uh, delta eight shop it seemed it was just, they called themselves a cannabis store so i was like well this has to be like the least uh you know bad for me out of any of my delta eight choices that i have from gas stations <laughs> or whatever <laughs> so I'm like yeah i'm gonna go to the one that calls himself a cannabis store and they actually sold like yeah. cbd flour and shit but i was like hook me up with that fucking train wreck dab pen and like dude honestly it helped me with my appetite and like anxiety like it, like kind of you know and like i almost felt high from it you know what, what I'm was saying? It, was it not real weed? Is Delta Eight? Is Delta Eight not real? I thought Delta Eight was what like no, every dispensary has, and it's like just a way to hybridize weed or something. I, I don't. I have so no it's, idea. It's <laughs> uh usually has like a pretty decent like CBD content, but it has uh, Delta Eight THC, which is a different compound reacts in your brain differently. It doesn't have a psychoactive effect. Oh, I didn't know. And, that. uh, it can only I thought have that was like CBD <laughs> and it can only have up to like 0.03% like actual THC in it. So like you don't fucking feel it. And, uh, it's legal in all 50 States from the farm bill. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, and... yeah, it's like just a nice medicine yeah, basically. Yeah, it worked great for that, dude. And uh, so anyway, I got home. And I smoked some fucking weed, bro. <laughs> and, um, you know, I might have smoked like two or three bowls, probably like three bowls. And, you know, I haven't had, you know, didn't, didn't smoke any weed for, you know, like five, six days. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I was fucking tripping ball sack i laid in my bed and but it was really strange because i've had most of my other like psychedelic experiences from cannabis is more like an actual like mushroom trip or something where like 
when you go into that energy realm or whatever the fuck you want to call it, the spirit realm, um, where you're not in your body, um, like you're, you're fully there, like you're fully there. Like you pretty much lose awareness of your body. Yeah. And this was that same feeling. It wasn't quite as it was like, it was like a vision of the intensity. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like I still was in my body. Like I am right the fuck now, but I just had like really strong visualization of the source energy, whatever the fuck. Like, remember me, bitch. And I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I fucking remember you, dude. I don't want to do anything stupid. I want to keep doing what I'm supposed to do. Lord, I remember mercy. you. Yeah, basically, dude. It was like, oh, 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 no, nope. I'm good. I ain't taking no acid. I ain't taking no mushrooms. I ain't taking <laughs> no fucking DMT. Fuck that. Um, Because I know wow. it, it, it basically just told me again, like, oh, hey, remember? Just remember, like, you learned it. Remember. Like, yeah. Ah, yeah, you're right. <clears throat> it's so weird. That's pretty cool. I'd like to, like, talk to more people on our little get-togethers about this, like, about that in particular, and see if more people echo that same experience. Because, obviously, you and I talk about it a lot, but I don't know many people that have had that kind of, like, you get the ultimate message then you kind of repress most of it. And then every time you try to, every time you try to go back for it, it's like, get the hell out of here. Yeah. I told you not to come back here. That, you know, everything is an illusion. Mm. You know, I mean, yeah, in a way. Yeah. I love that Buddhist saying, man, everything is, or the world is Maya. Yeah, dude. Like it, it's fucking true dog. Like just not personal experience. It's not complete. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. We're all the same full game person. It's red button. Red button. Red button was pressed. Officially pressed. Um, It happened to me though. The red button was in my fucking face. Right? When you have like a recent reminder experience, those are pretty intense, man. (laughs) I, um, I got to give a shout out to a a listener named, named uh, Bryce. Who's the fucking man. We love Bryce. Fuck and you, he's Bryce. awesome. I love you, dog. And uh, Bryce is a vet and oh, like a war, like, you know, veteran. Hell and yes, thank he's you for your service, sir. And he um, he's also an amazing mushroom grower. And Word. he sent us some and he helps out a lot of people that he served with and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's a fucking awesome dude. And yeah, man, I took like point two no okay okay i'll, I'll be on i'll probably it probably ended up being like 0. 0.3 0. 0.4 okay. Okay. at most my wife a good microdose. wanted to like try a microdose and i wanted to like because i've never tried microdosing if i ever took too yeah. little it was like an anxiety attack you know like if i didn't take <laughs> enough to burst through i remained yeah. in the clouds yeah yeah um, yeah so yeah man 0. 0.3 great Ooh, like not out of my mind but and not out of my body but like just remembering all those familiar signs of like the early turn on and stuff like yeah, that yeah, like, yeah, yeah my mind wasn't going sideways at all thank god but because i'm just not ready for that i can't i don't even know if i need you know we, we've talked about it all the time we don't need yeah, to dude. you know yeah but um for healing purposes in some cases 
dude it's all there it's always there notice dude Uh, everything that fucks you is your goddamn ego being like no me 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 and it's like no it's not always fucking about you bitch yeah when you're you know like that typical ideal it didn't often really exist but when it did and still can of the hippie that like is just chill and giving and just ex- he's because he's in that state probably literally but you know that is the good argument of going back to psychedelics is remembering uh because it does go away not all the way ever but it is part of a practice if you get into it that way other people will just continue to meditate you know mm. but man's sometimes i will admit it Meditation can be very difficult. I have problems visualizing anyway, which I've talked about before, but I don't know how that just set off a light bulb in my fucking brain. Shoot. Like that's like, it's literally a practice. Like if I want to fucking, when I was like having the most like crazy spiritual shit happen to me, even when I wasn't tripping was Mm -hmm. when I was like completely aware of the big red button for lack of a better word, like constantly. Right. You know, and I like, I make decisions on that like like never worried about shit was just like dude every like when i walk in this door like if i'm hungry someone's gonna offer me food if i'm thirsty like i'll have enough money in my pocket to buy this drink at the store i'm in you know like and it just was all just everything in the moment and everything that's fucking magical yeah dude you're describing like live like christ the message of christianity (laughs) yeah dude which is few and far between out there, you know? I mean, hey, I shouldn't say that. There's a lot of great people out there that know this, that understand this and feel this way and live this way in way more often than I can, you know? I get stressed out all the time and forget about the red button and all this, yeah, you know? Man. It, uh, you know, it's just a practice. That's why meditation can be helpful because it's, it's not about getting to like some sort of psychedelic state it can be if you get really fucking good at it i have friends that can definitely get there but it's more about learning to just sit with yourself that's it that's literally all it is because enlightenment is not something that you're going to grasp like a trophy and it's not a state of mind that you're suddenly going to be fucking grooving in for the rest of your life it's It's not at all how much like if you're if you're going like if you're like stuck in a fucking rut like if you can like i do not necessarily take a vacation but like go somewhere for like a couple like if you have your like a weekend if you have weekends off take both of those days and like go somewhere that's like an hour away stay yes. at a fucking hotel if that's all you do like it's like it's perfectly fucking clean everything's organized you know there's no like, come on the I, curtains in, like, <laughs> <laughs> But you know what I'm saying, like, and then when you get home, like, I don't know, shit is just like different. You're ready to like, yeah, man, do shit. I don't know, man. Like it was, I had a nice fucking reset going to Texas, man, and it was just like, I had a lot yeah, of time I bet. Think. How was like, the wedding? How was your brother's wedding? Oh, dude, it was fucking awesome. They're fucking absolutely in love with each other. <laughs> um, That's good. Good to see. Yeah, man, it was great, dude. I got to fucking see my brother's house. They bought, they just bought a house. They're still yeah. moving in. Got a really nice fucking house. Both Sweet. got nice fucking jobs. Wedding is beautiful. <laughs> yeah, man. So check this out. This would be a great story for for everybody. All so, right. um, our brother got us to rent suits from a company, 
Um, I really want to talk shit about them because it's just a suit company, and I don't think I ever fucking rent a suit from them again. Um, Bring it. The Black Tux, man. I don't know what the fuck is up with them, but um, so they make they send you a trial suit, which makes sense. But if the trial suit fits you, why the fuck should I send it back to you? And you're gonna charge me sixty dollars for not sending it back to you when you're gonna send me back another suit literally in two days like they're gonna pass each other in the mail that's weird like is it even um, going back is the sample even going back to them or is it going to the guy that just sent his sample back like dude i don't <laughs> fucking know so anyway i just kept my fucking sample my brother sent his sample which he is six foot seven jesus yes and uh so and that fit him, fit him great. Fit him great. He's like, sick. You know, got this fucking suit. Uh, sends his trial suit back. Doesn't try on the other suit they sent him because he figures the trial suit fit great. Right. But he also sent us all like the same login to all what are our suits under. Yeah. Which I didn't. I don't know. I don't. I, I guess it made sense just because of like the timing and that like he had it set up for the date and everything. But like me and my brother both made our own accounts. And both of our suits fit us. And um, my brother's other brother, um, my brother's adopted. This is his biological brother. Mm -hmm. um, which that doesn't mean shit to me. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's my brother, dog. Fucking Hell love yeah. that. Uh, anyway, he goes to put on his suit. And but like we're all putting on our suits and shit. We're it's like all going great. We've been at the country club, fucking drinking and eating everything. Which they had like horrible service. It took us like two or three hours to get our food. Tim didn't even get his food. He had to eat the nachos that were supposed to be for everybody. Oh, uh, yeah. There's always fucked. something that happens, man. So he's going to put on his suit, and he just yells, "I'm fucked," and we're like. What? He's like, everything's done. It's too small. It doesn't fit. And we're like, oh my fucking God. What are we going to do? And the only other guy uh, whose clothes that would fit him uh, were definitely not long enough. And so then they were like a little bit too big. And it was just like, Dude, this isn't going to work. And immediately that guy was like, I'm calling my wife. She answers the phone. She's like, yep, here's what we're going to do. Tim, do you have any fucking suits at your house? And he's like, yeah. Which his house is like an hour away. Oh, my God. From where we're at right now. And then how far away is the wedding at this point? How and then the wedding time-wise, like two hours. OK. <laughs> and we were supposed to be there like an hour early. Right. And like we got there like a half an hour before we were like before <laughs> the wedding started. <laughs> um, but yeah, we felt the Fucked it back to his house. He fucking had a like a gray suit. We all had like blue suits, but uh, he had a gray suit. And his wife, uh, his oh other grooms, his wife was like, "Put the gray suit on." Like we got a bunch of ties. Um, fucking yeah. So like we fucking rushed. He got the suit on. I like fucking scoured through his house. He didn't even get to give me a tour. I was just like, Tim, I'm going to look at your house while you put your suit on. Like, I got I have to. I'm looking at your house. Dude. When the fuck am I gonna be back in Texas? And uh. <laughs> Yeah, dude, we fucking booked it back. We fucking got there in time. We still got to take all the pictures that is that they wanted taken. Of That's awesome, dude. I got to spend some alone time with my brother that I wouldn't have. And uh, That's so cool, dude, that you yeah, guys dude. had that like last minute 
adrenaline rush to get you yeah, inevitably, you know, pumped for the it wedding was, afterwards. It was crazy. <laughs> we were like, we were like, well, I don't know, it just felt so good that everything was like okay. Like nobody was upset that like he didn't have the blue suit on, you know. Right. And uh it was, oh, wow. it was fucking great. It's fucking great. We got drunk fucking dude that sounds like a movie that sounds like one of those movies where like the bachelor party is running so late and they're like torn to pieces they're everything's falling apart and they're just like racing for the wedding you know that's basically what happened dude like we got there (laughs) like before like like 10 minutes before we're like supposed to be there yeah fucking waited like an hour just to get a couple beers and we only got like one each so we were done and just like sitting there waiting our buzz was worn off by the time we got another fucking beer Jeez. And, and like only some of us got our food and i did it was fucked that uh yeah i there's always something like that They're like sorry we had a lunch rush we're like what did he not fall is he not paying you guys to have a right. fucking wedding reception a here tonight fucking wedding. like <laughs> Yeah, we 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 were weird. We did a brunch wedding, and uh, it was cool. It was all Hell hip yeah. and cool, and it was gonna be delicious. But like, yeah, the lady just did not like her company. Seemed awesome beforehand, and the day of just it just didn't work. It wasn't Dude, that happened to my little. Some, sister, a couple things man. we heard was good, but like it took so long that like I barely ate anything. My wife barely uh, got to eat anything. It's it was fuck. just yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, always something, man. They never go as like planned, but they usually work out pretty good anyway. You know, the only thing that ever went off without a hitch always were my old Halloween bashes. We would, me hey, and yeah. a couple other good friends, uh, shout out to Dee and Ashley. They, hey. we, we'd get together and we'd throw down for like a public place to, to throw down a huge party. Hell and, yeah. Yeah, man, we would just rock a place for Halloween. And we always did it the weekend after Halloween. Like, everybody's got Halloween plans. Everybody's going to scatter to a million different Halloween parties. But for those of you who don't want it to be over yet. And, yeah, we'd get, like, 150, 200 people sometimes that didn't want it to be over. We had rules. You know, if you you showed up without a costume, there was, like, consequences if you wanted to stay. Hell, yeah. Yeah, it was good times, but um, dude, yeah, dude, this is a pretty good episode, man. This is fun times, man. I'm having a good time with you. I'm glad I we get to like shoot the shit about a bunch of different things on top of you know laying out these weird ancient culture yeah, dude, things I that I'm finding. Learned a lot. I didn't know like any of those names. Like, is like I wasn't sure they even had any sort of history before fucking Sumeria. So I got a lot of like real smart people in our box saga English telegram and mm. I'll put the link in this episode just because we're talking about it so much. If anybody feels interested in joining and checking out what's being said in there, please do. And again, like I said, challengers of the saga, people that know nothing about it, come on in. Uh, we branch off, but we talk a lot about language, you know astrology it's all over the place because saga is connected to everything but so um i put it out there to to this group that i found like definitions for these cultural words so samarin comes supposedly from old spanish zamara with a z sheepskin coat worn by shepherds probably of iberian origin akin to Basque, Zamar sheepskin. So the Basque, that's a contender of 
very, very old culture that they're, they're more prominent than academic history would like to talk about, you know, uh, the middle Volga, the, all I found was that Volga is river in Russian. Hmm. El Shanka couldn't find anything. I could not find a reason why this name existed as for this culture, like no idea. So if anyone wants to do some, some helpful research, El Shanka, E-L-S-H-A-N-K-A, the Zarzian people. So this is where it gets interesting because from the dig site at Zarzi cave, that's where they found these remains. Zarzi is from Zargos, which is Iranian Persian and refers to Sagittarius. Hmm. So we've got astrology looped in here. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16 ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% lean ground sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And then the Baradostian and Mosterian are mixed together in descriptions. So I couldn't really. I mean, they're aliens. Sukolo strike. They came from the stars. You know, like Robert Sepper has the Sepper slap when he uh, corrects someone with anthropological fact or something. Sukalos has like the Sukalos strike where he just comes <laughs> in with aliens. <laughs> he's so awesome. I would love to get him on the show sometime. I bet he's he's. I bet he's really cool. He might be CIA, but I don't know. Is it the? Are you talking about the ancient aliens guy? Yeah, the dude with the hair. Yeah, there's a there's a few like classic ancient alien guys. But I think he's the only one that I would want to talk to, you know. I mean, there's a couple people that have just randomly gone on there once or twice, Mm -hmm. and they're awesome. But they're not like the stars of the the show, you know. Yeah, Sukalos was is like the long time one. He's insane, but he's pretty. I haven't watched the show much. I haven't watched it in five years, but I don't know if they're still doing it or not. They're so intertwined with like the. It's the History Channel. It's fucking yeah, BlackRock-owned yeah. entertainment. So, like, aside from Ice Road Truckers or Alaskan State Troopers, which is just an updated version of Cops for yeah. Millennials and whatever. <laughs> the uh, Yeah, it's just BlackRock-owned entertainment telling you all sorts of bullshit about, it. like, the current narrative and how it lines up with ancient stuff and it's like okay it's just on the history channel but now we start to hear all these government and military types slowly putting that aspect into their narratives mm-hmm. that it's from archaeological dig sites and things mm-hmm. like that which it's fine in my personal worldview that maybe they had flying technology way back when but the fact that they're this is like a check game, a chess, a game of chess, and they're like cornering our fucking king, and they're about to knock it over when it comes to the like any possibility of reviving the truth or possible truth of ancient human culture. They're trying to 
completely enrapture that with this space opera alien narrative and whether it's gods supernatural interdimensional or these physical aliens at this phase it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're kind of in that sphere about our ancient ancient past if you are you're going to like watch people that are in within that sphere they're going to mostly succeed if they're pushing those narratives i mean that's a kind of a trajectory that i'm thinking but whatever it's just a a possibility but i don't know that's kind of what i'm seeing that that's part of the narrative that they want pushed one way or the other like what fuck they like i well they yeah like i said i don't think god wants to wake up <laughs> because that's, <laughs> that's that's where that story goes if we're believing we're all one and red button and all that yeah, you know yeah if that's the case then there is some sort of gnosis about fucking keeping it like consciousness here in this yeah. state of duality and reality you know yeah yeah maybe they and it goes way like beyond government good, or dude. secret societies or anything like that it goes way beyond that no i'm dude, saying if, like dude what if it's all backward dude they say everything is like flipped upside down like what if the bad guys are like doing the good by keeping this realm in existence so like when we go back to the source or whatever it's not like fucking just hell well so yeah i don't know there's there's just something there <laughs> right because, but i often hear the opposite of that that like the ultimate goal of the quote-unquote bad guys is to erase existence get rid yeah. of this like this was a mistake a blip which is creepy because even science science that i do like to keep on the table not stuff that we should throw out as scientism like actual particle like physics physics like they just want you to ascend and go like get rid of this place and go to the next level. Right, but I wonder so there's a there's a there's a theme that's always embedded in like fairy tales and stories like bedtime stories and things like that about this place being special mm-hmm. and this needing to be guarded and this needing to remain okay for like for Fantasia to exist, the real world has to exist too, you know, in that sort of way. Yeah, um, the never ending story is so fucking esoteric and deep with that. just the fact that, yeah, Bastion is literally co creating Fantasia with them and he has to call out her name. And of course, people attach that to fucking like Crowley worship or something like that and the thing is like yeah evil motherfuckers are onto the same general universal natural laws and truths as well Mm -hmm. just like darth vader and luke skywalker both use the force yeah you know that's what i was thinking earlier when you said the scythians i was like yo sith star wars and like slytherin and like fucking harry potter absolutely and it's um, all serpent symbolism maybe not yeah. directly in star wars i don't in know star if there's wars, any snakes but, yeah. but... darth maul that creep you know. he's just, yeah, apparently he is guy. like the sith race too like they're not like there's the sith. I, I, I i'm not I, like i love star wars but i'm not that fucking deep into lore apparently there's a sith race which is like the darth maul people but okay. then there's the sith lord which is somehow... i didn't know that. yeah wait yeah, yeah so you're talking about a bunch of white motherfuckers pretending to be who they're not, but taking yeah, over God, everything. 
I never looked at it that angle before. <laughs> Shane's Dude, dead. Holy shit. Yeah, that's why, why they, oh my god. Now wait, wait, let's learn about this the this Sith because were they like were they wanderers by any chance? Let's, they did like a little bit about it in the like Star Wars Clone Wars. Star Wars like wiki, the animated shit. The Sith. Sith race. Oh my god, okay. I, I I did Wikipedia, but apparently it's Wikipedia. Yeah, it's Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Which, you know, I used to love Star Wars, and I still love the originals, and I honestly don't even mind the prequels because of what's happened over the past 10 years with it. My God, it's so fucking horrendous now. All right. The Sith, also referred to as the Sith Order, was an ancient religious order of force wielders, blah, blah, blah. So we got... <sighs> uh, Sith not... species, the Sith, alternately known as Red Sith or Sith. Oh my Pure God, Bloods, Red! Oh my God, were a species of red-skinned humanoids that originated from the world of Korriban before eventually resettling on the ice world of Zyost. Also distinct for their bone spurs, facial tentacles, and genetic predispositions towards both left-handedness and the dark side of the Force, the Sith species coalesced into an empire ruled by first by kings and later by dark lords after the arrival of the human exiles on Korriban in 69 BBY interbreeding and genetic manipulation altered the Sith species over the course of several generations the origin mm -hmm. original species became a hybrid race of Sith and human heritage original Sith <laughs> blood became a symbol of pride among the Sith with the term Sith pure blood referring to Sith who had a higher than average concentration of Sith blood. So basically when the sons of God came into the daughters of men, they had this <laughs> hybrid. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, man. Like I know star Wars has tons of symbolism in it. And I know we know other content creators that have gone into it at length, but I think, if you're coming at it from a specific religious point of view, you're going to miss quite a bit of it. And how do I get a job reading? I'm pretty good at that. Hell yeah, man. I, I enjoy, I enjoy, I don't know if I have a good voice for it, but I, I love doing it. I was, am doing that ring Lord series where I, where me and Caitlin from uh, strange neighborhood podcast read quite a bit, if not word for word, like chapter by chapter, like Lawrence that. Gardner's Realm of the Ringlords. But we realized after, we're like, you know, this is like 70 chapters. I should just like put so, out some fucking public domain audiobooks and then send those cool. to like authors and be like, yo, let me do it. record your audiobook, dog. You absolutely should do that, man. Like, who knows? I've had that you idea could... for a while, but like, I, I don't want to do that, but I know it's like a good idea. <laughs> so, anybody out there, well, it's funny, yeah, like, yeah. you were always, like, every time I have an idea for, like, some audio drama that I never get around to fucking working on, you're always someone I consider, like, like I would have to put Shane in there because his voice is so awesome and he can do different accents and shit. Fuck you, man, fucking Australian cunt. <laughs> we'll fucking kill you, man. <laughs> uh, I think we've, cunt. I feel like we've covered quite a bit of ground like on this one. episode. Well, yeah, but... You also have your natural southern accent, and you just. Oh, no, And what's funny is. You just fucking, whenever you want, like just stretch it and draw it out and make it like worse <laughs> if you want. It's yeah. hilarious. Got water 
down in water. Got to wash wash the oil off my hands up on the roof of the house down in the creek in, in the water's wash. What do, what do they call Bigfoot in Maryland? Bigfoot. Yeah. Bigfoot. I wasn't sure if there was like a particular legend because some states have like you know the wood booger. So or that's, the there's not really there's ape. no there's no um Bigfoot lore where I'm from. At least not that I've ever heard of. It, that would be more of like Western Maryland, closer to Pennsylvania. Closer to the woods. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. big, big woods. Yeah, yeah. Because like there's a lot of woods where I'm from, but it's all cut up. Like it's mm-hmm. And it's like a lot of farms. So, a like, lot it's of like access. Sections of woods. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you need like miles and miles of yeah. like square miles. That's where you're going to find supposedly or hypothetically i believe that's my i want to believe like what do you think bigfoot is dog i don't know if i've ever asked you that i think so just like at first glance not first glance but like on the first level i think it's a lost or hidden hominid you know it's part of our family it's absolutely okay. hybrid ape humanoid hominid for sure um that's like layer one of my Mm -hmm. thinking um i think the deeper areas that get interesting is when the sasquatch stories from native american lore from all over the world uh start to coincide perfectly with wild man and hypothetically giant stories that occur all around the world as well in the same fashion and what attracts me to both of these themes these days is the combination of like red hair you know that's a big one on sasquatch too like mm-hmm. it's very interesting how prominent the red color the the light or reddish brown colors are yeah, yeah. and um this yeah the native american stories that are so similar to other tales relating to a former more powerful part of the human race it's really weird but it kind of ties into grail lore and ancient alien hypoth you know quote unquote ancient alien Mm. uh territory but not for me not in the like supernatural or extraterrestrial way it's it's that's what i was going to ask you do you think like there is any supernaturalness surrounding bigfoot or do you think it's straight up a physical being like do you think it could even like be a physical being but with like some sort of like psychic powers yeah which isn't far-fetched to me because like we have a fucking cell phone signal like why couldn't it fucking figure out biologically how to send some sort of signal you know transmit i think it? i think that's more prominent than or that's a better explanation than um like he's from another planet or he's interdimensional interdimensional i, yeah. I think the, i just find those explanations not not entirely like lazy but like they're not they're not thoroughly worked through like yeah. the fa- the fascination that people have when they come to that conclusion and i'm speaking from experience because once upon a time that was where i ended that's where i got off the train as well um the fascination is with quantum physics and mm-hmm. the non-material energetic realm, if you will, or the possibility mm-hmm. of other existences or other like, what, ways what do you to, think about, you know, 
when they like just disappear like they find like there's tracks there's tracks and then like it's gone or like they like seen a motherfucker running away from them and they go through the clearing and then like it's gone like they can't find it. like they just really really good at hiding yeah like is a motherfucker i do think like that. literally <laughs> yeah i think they're the most uh, they're they're so damn elusive if you are trying like it's so difficult to track also here that they can run like fucking 40 miles an hour. Oh yeah. They're like, what when you step over like just a stoop, that's what they can do to like half a rock wall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um, yeah. I think it's speed, but like when you think about it, yeah. Hunters track prey animals, yeah. but they don't track like if they're tracking predators, it's, it's a much different game. Yeah, because they're so hard, so much harder to track predators. Yeah, yeah. Because the predators are already, <laughs> yeah, like they're yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think predator, uh, a Sasquatch would be probably a a big step above that. It's like not only on an animalistic side of it, but also uh, human intelligence or an mm-hmm. you know advanced hominid intelligence. Um, yeah, that's kind of my idea about it and um, i yeah go what ahead do you, what do you think about um like the cameras malfunctioning and shit around bigfoot i don't understand that i really don't get it man like because i frequency of people reporting that their fucking security cameras will immediately like not pick things up or they'll stop working it's just really strange or yeah. audio recordings as well. Yeah. Malfunctioning yeah. like batteries dying, like yeah. bringing backup batteries uh-huh. and, and having the backup dead. batteries just die immediately. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm planning on having a guy on that talks about that experience oh, shit. soon. Yeah. Hell yeah. So yeah, cause that's be what I'm always curious about. Cause I did have that one UFO experience where my buddy did catch a very, uh, just short clip of it, mm-hmm. but, um, it didn't, it wasn't like a fucked up video or anything, but for some reason it, it, it flipped, it flipped it. And with like none of his other videos he's ever taken on his phone have ever, never done that. It flipped it like what horizontally or ver- like it, like or it, no, 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 like it, it, it mirrored the image. Like, like it flipped, like it flipped it over. Oh, that's like weird. It, so like it didn't like spin it or anything, but it was just like, you know, flipped mm-hmm. it. Um, what it looks like. Took a video. So that's I'm just saying that's the only like weird technology thing I've experienced from a paranormal experience. Mm-hmm. Um, quote unquote for anybody who's not watching. Um fuck. Well, yeah. what what did it look like? You call it a so, UFO, but you're saying paranormal too. So So it was well, I mean, some people would consider a UFO paranormal. Yeah, I mean, I guess um, yeah. It, it's yeah, interchangeable yeah, yeah. in some cases. Um so it, to me, it was just a bright light. So my wife, from her perspective, she said she saw like a actual like a, like a saucer. And okay. it's crazy. Our our brother in law sent us a photo when he was living in Florida of a fucking flying saucer that he saw, dog. And it's like a pretty good picture. I'll send it to you if I have. Yeah, him. please I think do. I did, That's like, awesome. Um, and then like uh, this was like maybe a week later. We fucking saw Morgan said it looked so much like the picture that her brother sent her. Um, but what me and two of my best friends saw, uh, shout out G Collins, um, was just so we heard a helicopter coming and it was flying low. We're like, yo, let's oh. check out this fucking helicopter. 
and it had its searchlight on. So we're like, oh shit, maybe somebody fucking got out of jail or something. They're looking for his ass. Yeah. And um, but there's like a bright light in front of it, so I thought it was the searchlight. But the the way the light was like, you know, when you look at when there's light is shining directly at you, it's kind of blinding. But where the beam was didn't necessarily like completely line up with how it would be shining like directly in my eyes. I was like, what the fuck? But I have this big giant tree in my front yard. So I had to wait for it to pass my big giant tree. But before this, my wife was inside in the trailer I used to live in, which is literally right next door to the house I live in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so she was watching it through the door over there. And from her perspective, she could see like behind it and it looked there's a helicopter following a fucking UFO, like a fucking saucer. And uh, so when we got to see it, all I saw was just a bright light. It was just like an oval kind of shaped. It was just a light. It wouldn't look like it was like emitting light. Like it wasn't like lighting up the ground or anything or like the trees it flew over. But it itself was light. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the helicopter was trailing it like pretty close behind it. And you could only hear the one helicopter. That's all the noise that was that was coming and as soon as it like started to get um i don't know probably half a mile away from us the fucking ufo just just would just dipped off like we've seen mm-hmm. it for like half a second and then it just put completely nothing and right. but we saw the helicopter flying around for you know another 15 minutes or so before we lost it and it went out of sight and it was probably yeah, searching for it yeah my, but my my buddy Gibbs caught that little glimpse of it fucking going fucking shooting off. Oh, but shit. for some reason the video was flipped. Right. I don't know what that means, but like that that showed me there's like some sort of significance to like we saw a fucking UFO and like we did get lucky enough to capture part of it on film, but like it did still do. I guess it's not that wonky, but like we took like a bunch of videos after that. He's like, dude, my phone's never done this right. Before. It's yeah. not that weird, but like it is weird. It's like Mitch Hedberg said, Bigfoot is blurry. That's the problem. (laughs) Same with the UFOs, right? It's like, I hate that we still have, and they're so obvious, like puppets and shills, the big names out on like social media, the old school cynic types that are still denying that there's anything in the sky at all. Yeah, Like, sure, I'm denying their extraterrestrial or interdimensional origins, but... Like these guys are still like Michael Shermer's of the world. They're still debating whether there's not there, there's actually shit in the sky or not. And it's like, dude, I was reading this shit about on. this guy who was fucking with like beetles and like these beetles had a certain or like bumblebees or something. Bumblebees. Like, they fucking have a certain like pattern or something on their shell. And that has something to do with how they can fucking create the the magnetic field that they fly through and their wings apparently just create a vibration and and that not actually uh making them fly like they're just creating the vibration that fucking makes them hover and then that's like the same technology that they use in these UFOs apparently I've heard that too. I've also seen like a supposed debunking of that theory and then I was at that point I was like I'm not a B expert, so I don't know who's right or who's wrong. Yeah. And I want, of course, we all want the the former to be correct. And it's just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. But I mean, cool. it does make sense because like it even makes perfect sense. Like mainstream 
science says that like a bumblebee i remember hearing this as a little kid like a bumblebee is not like it's fucking structure isn't like it shouldn't be able to fly the way it does yeah i've heard that a lot too yeah and but and they they have their own explanation of why it can miraculously yeah, fly yeah, yeah. and it has nothing to do with i think it's the electromagnetism part of yeah, it yeah 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 it's just like nope we can't go there why well yeah and it's weird too like i see an influx a huge influx of like electromagnetism devices being propped up on like instagram videos and stuff and it's like a lot of it might be fake some of it might be real i don't know there's there's some big shills out there peddling some snake oil in a lot of different directions so it's hard to trust anything your hair looks cool bro totally cool the I need Looking a fucking haircut. Fade up, bro. The fade like up, I like it. Little. I like my hair long, but it's it's out of control. Yeah, dude, I got it thinned out. Just get it. Just get a little trim and a thinning, dog, and just fucking word feels so good. <laughs> That's next on the list for sure, man. Oh, yeah, so what that. else? What else should we talk about? I mean, we've been going for a while. Dude, Bigfoot. Is... Bigfoot's awesome. I've heard. Like, <laughs> I've just heard so many fucking you know confessional episodes and fucking bigfoot chronicles and you Hell know yeah. like it's just bigfoot's fucking real fuck you <laughs> <laughs> oh like i think i've said it on I've said, say, i sound like you, a, Andy. of course whatever <laughs> I, I i probably said it and i sound like a broken record but like there's parts of oregon that i've been to that just accept that or just advertise that bigfoot's a part of life and part of culture there's signs there's like trail signs and shit bro it's like yo don't stay on the trail (laughs) well yeah and yeah there's i mean they got a lot of other real shit up there too like fucking brown bears yeah dude um fucking with no grizzly bear dude but you know what's awesome brown bears are bigger than grizzly bears brown bears are grizzly bears grizzly bears are brown bears like slightly different no it's just like grizzly bears uh, no, 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 I'm pretty sure grizzly bears like live in a specific area near like yeah. this river and they're just like completely salmon fed. Yeah, but all brown bears have different names like grizzly, Kodiak. Yeah, 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 you're right, you're right, you're right. Kodiaks are like the biggest um, brown bear. Yeah. Um, aside, yeah, well, you think about it, you take a polar bear <laughs> and ra- raise it out of the Arctic, it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be a different color, it's gonna be much darker. It's gonna be like a tan or light brown bear, and it's gonna, Jesus, yeah, it would destroy all grizzly bears. That'd be crazy. Dude. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh yeah, Bigfoot. Bigfoot. There. Bro. So, what do you think Bigfoot versus a bear would do, bro? Oh my god, I think there's a fucking video on Instagram of a bear and and a Sasquatch fighting. I'm not sure how it was created because <laughs> it doesn't look like an AI creation. It looks Whoa. like a dude in a suit. So that would be terrifying. Oh my God. <laughs> Have you Part ever heard, bear. you ever heard of the bear dude? Wrestling. I think it was like grizzly man, but it's not the dude that was like silly and got his ass eaten. It was, uh, <laughs> it was uh, the dude that wanted to make a suit that could withstand a grizzly bear attack. Oh, it's shit. hilarious. It's I think it's called the Grizzly Man or something along those lines, but it's not the hippie documentary about the dude that was trying to be friends with bears. Do you have you I, ever seen those suits? Like the, I think they're Russian. Um, 
they're like bears, the bear hunting suits. Like it's Probably. just like a like that a leather sense. fucking suit with spikes <laughs> all over it. <laughs> so unreal, dude. You ever seen that video where the dude walks up behind a, a brown bear in Russia and just like kicks it over? What? Like, he kicks the bear in the ass and it's like an adolescent. So it's probably like the size of a full grown black bear. Yeah. And uh, he kicks it over from like by kicking it in the ass and the bear turns around and is like, Whoa, what in the fuck? Are you kidding? <laughs> and charges at him. Oh, and shit. like, I always see the clip just end there and silly stuff happen afterwards or the video ending. Yeah. Yeah. I finally saw the rest of that video. That dude gets like fucked up for like two minutes straight. Oh, gets up, he's like, oh, it bit through my hand. It's like, what do you expect? Like, wh- why do Russians why would you fuck fight bears? Bear, bro? I mean, I respect you for trying. That's oh, wild. Shit, it's crazy. Oh, it's God. funny too, because that goes back to Box Saga as well. <laughs> Bear fighting <laughs> dog? Yeah, absolutely. That was how you became a man. Like all these cultures that like have this routine when like a, a kid turned 12, 14, 16 fucking beast. So around. this is definitely not just box. Saga Cause I've heard it echoed from other kids that had to go kill traditions. Dude. They, Oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> but yeah, they had to like uh, wake a hibernating or yeah. Hibernating bear and <laughs> fight it with a long spear and the inevitability was that the bear would hopefully fall on you on the spear and die. (laughs) It's fucking crazy. So it's like, you know, when you hear people talk about the archaic revival and like bringing back the old world and everything, like the new age people, it's like, yeah, it's all coming back. It's like, how much of it do you want back? I think I want to send my son out in the woods to try to kill a bear. <laughs> Luckily, there aren't yeah. any bears. They're like, go kill a coon, son. <laughs> Bring us some squirrels. Go kill a couple of squirrels, dude. Go kill a deer. Like, Hell yeah. A white tail. That's probably like the the thing that could fuck you up the most is a fucking white tailed deer with his antlers. Jesus, yeah. If you man. could even get close to it. Well, I've been, I've been close to, I've been close a to a rabid do- fucking raccoon. I've been close to know. does, but not bucks. Like no. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, it's no, crazy where I live. Like, there's just yeah. like rich, like rich people neighborhoods that like just keep like the wood sections up and stuff. And mm-hmm. like, there's just these fucking big mansions and shit. I cut the grass down there. I used to because I don't do that. Nice. Anymore. Um. But yeah, there's just fucking deer in the in the yard. There's just deer everywhere. Like, <laughs> like I'll be fucking weed whacking and have to like purposely walk more towards them so they'll walk away. Like <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> like, can you just go back in the woods, man? Like, like I know, bet if I had like some like food in my hand, like they would have came and ate it out of my hand. It's weird, like, being in suburbia, you often don't get that experience, you know, but if you if you go out to, like, not that far out there, like, just the edge of the woods, Dude, I'm like, like I'm woods, two hours they're everywhere. Like three or four major cities, though. 
Right. Yeah. You don't have to be too far. You just have to be somewhere nearby a woods with some like water access and some, yeah, dude. And some the town, the town I stayed at in fucking Texas, there was little, there's fucking white tailed deer everywhere in the whole neighborhood, dude. It was dude, crazy. My, there wasn't even my, any like woods. I guess it's Texas. It's not woods, but. Oh yeah, there is. San in certain, well, San Antonio. Not in San Antonio. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's West Texas. Real deep. That's some yeah, good dude, shit. Was in there. Was in there um, dude. I liked it. I liked it. Texas is wild. Well, Texas dude, wild. East Texas is a huge Sasquatch hotspot. Yeah, East yeah, Texas. Yeah, yeah, There's dude. some spots down there that are and like they get a lot of violent reports from East Texas. Big red ones. That's true. Yeah. You've done your research, Shane. That's right. <laughs> Very good. The brown uh, ones are supposedly a little nicer. Maybe. Yeah. Bigger that's, too. That's what I hear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Over in uh up it's like old. Washington and shit, and, and the um, east or like the northern east coast, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, they, we get more yeah. peaceful shit up in our area. Supposedly, we don't have a lot of violent attacks occur up here, but the skunk ape down in Florida and Georgia. Dude, can you imagine just be covered in fucking hair and you just fucking stink? Like you can't wash yourself, dog. You're gonna go go in the swamp. You just you know what the fuck. You're just this big angry fucking beast, dude. Like, <laughs> dude, they also think that like stinking. So, well, some animals will they use their stench as a weapon, you know? Dude, that's a lot of things you hear about fucking Bigfoot is the rancid fucking smell. Absolutely. Yeah, dude. And it's not always reported, but it's it's every once in a while it's pretty consistent with the description. Yeah. Same with the uh like the guttural grunts and growls, like people describe fucking, that. Every time you hear what? Well, yeah, those are pretty wild. But I was talking about like the deep, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, the growls when those yeah. happen. People always a hundred percent report that like it shook them in their chest. Yeah, and, like, they report dude. these extremely emotional responses to that part of their encounter. Yeah, it's always yeah. like it's terrifying. And like I get it, I get it that like you can say that about all big animals in the woods, but like. These are mostly hunters saying that that have already heard everything they're gonna hear from yeah. bull moose, bull yeah. elk, bears, cougars, things like that. And even I like have heard a number Dude, of crazy big chest. wild animals. The only things that have ever been loud enough to rattle me in my chest has either been a race car, <laughs> um, a very loud concert, and a fucking F eighteen flyover. Right, yeah. Okay, like at the Reno Air Races. Lion. You know, they, they I've never heard like a, lion a lion roar, but, you know. Yeah. The, all three of those things were fucking loud. Okay? Yeah, especially when it comes to concerts, we ingested about, like, three hours of those constantly at shows, you know? Was the loud, oh my god, it was so loud. Like you would literally <laughs> feel it shaking inside of your body. Yeah, man. So, uh, like, yeah, that'll be so terrifying. Like, that'd be absolutely terrifying if you like if you had that like if and like maybe that's uh, a biological technology, you know, like a wet you know one of their weapons, so they don't have to actually fucking do anything. They can just fucking induce fear with this brutal scream. Like it's a uh, like think about the fucking um. What we were talking about my podcast, the um the bioneural beats and shit. Um oh the infrasound? Yeah, and um um Monroe Institute, like yeah, how they yeah. can put your fucking put specific frequencies into your head and make put you feel waves. and put brain yeah, base yeah, dude. 
So like, I mean, it's the same same kind of deal, dude. It's just like they have the fear frequency. There's like, you know, yeah, yeah, man. Kind of like the brown note. So, well, <laughs> and have you heard of infrasound? Some animals do it. I don't know what I have heard are... of infrasound through yeah. Bigfoot. Right, right, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it is a thing in some animals that they mm-hmm. emit some sound that can like hypnotize or dizzy their prey or something mm-hmm. like that. You know. But yeah, I don't know. It's a crazy topic, and I'm really excited because this weekend, this Sunday, yeah, the, ni- dude. the 19th of November, man, there is the Greater New England UFO and Bigfoot Conference happening in my town, Lemonster, Massachusetts, from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Um, it's at the Veterans Memorial. So if anyone's in Massachusetts or the area, if anyone's further away and wants to take a random road trip with their family, wink, wink, Shane. <laughs> You're like, last minute, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. I hear you. Uh, I could not take a road trip right now. Um, but yeah, I'm yeah. I can't wait. Dude, uh, Nick Redfern's going to be speaking there, who's a prominent author in the UFO and Bigfoot world. He talks a lot about ancient humanoids and hominids specifically and actual humans uh, being some of these quote unquote ancient aliens and gods in a way. I don't know if that's uh, his current understanding or if, if it was his older thinking, but one way or the other for Andy being there to shit on everybody's UFO opinion with some facts. Not at all. (laughs) I try to take, so that's, that's, I try to, I shit on is set him, set him straight. Nah, man. I I think that there's a lot to be gained in every anecdotal experience, even if yeah. it was because, like, when you think about it, if you look back at Betty and Barney Hill, they like that was like the first American. The popularized... more I hear about that, the more I think that like the CIA fucking um, hypnotist they're going to is just planting memories in their head. Well, yeah, and the thing is, is they just have to coax them into they they. They can't remove a real memory entirely, but they can change one, you know? Yeah, yeah. Or maybe maybe they can. Maybe I'm barking up the wrong tree there. They might be able to just fucking insert shit into your head. Like, like, do you believe in hypnotism? Well, wait, where I was going with that was that Betty and Barney Hill being like the first popularized UFO story, UFO abduction, was such deep, emotional, scary shit attached to it, right? Their reports supposedly before the hypnotism were that they were abducted by military Military. personnel strictly. So like that being the important aspect there that, yeah, I don't remember why I brought them up. Um, uh, we were talking about, um, fucking, well, I was going to talk about hypnotism and like, I, I fucking, I think that shit's real. I don't know if I could be hypnotized, but like, I can't say that because I've never, no one's ever hypnotized me, but like the people you see get hypnotized. Like it's so like I my I see my little sister get hypnotized, and mm. like I like I like I don't think she was just like playing along. Like it like it fucking was like any other fucking hypnotism you've ever seen, where they like go to sleep and like they actually fucking like go down and like then they say wake up and like boom like you know like. Yeah. I asked her, I was like, like, were you bull like were you bullshitting? She was a little girl at the time. She was only like ten or eleven when this happened too. Mm-hmm. And like she was not that good of an actor. Like 
Oh yeah, I know people that live their whole most of their whole adult lives into their late seventies that swore by the hypnotism they got to help them quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah, you know, dude. it's absolutely but, um, a real thing. You know? My point was like I think that they could implant a whole memory, whether um, you know, like they actually did get abducted by military personnel first, or uh, you know. The whole thing could have been implanted. It works both ways, man. You know. They they have the ability and the compulsion to add memories to certain situations and remove them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. The false memory syndrome foundation. Yeah, that's um, really fucking creepy. That's just all pedophiles. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> it's fucked. It's fucked from what yeah, everything I've heard of it. Dude, for those who haven't been keeping up at all, um, my previous guest, Dana, that uh, was talking a lot about this, has and talks about cults and digs deep into them, has do, been doing a lot of work on the process church uh, of the final judgment uh, and all of their connections. And it's, it's wild. It just reminded me of that. It's all connected in that way. It's so crazy. Like, you know, like the satanic panic. Um, I believe, belief is a weird word, but like I (laughs) conclude so far with what I've seen for the evidence that there was absolutely tons of cases of children being taken and all kinds of dark shit going on, right? Mm. Covered by this satanic panic panic thing Mm -hmm. you know it's not that so you don't have to fear the christian satan to believe that there was a satanic panic Mm -hmm. you know and i feel as though atheists and agnostic and just secular people in general will have been programmed and i was as well to look at all the characters and events surrounding anything to do with the satanic panic as bullshit as crazy christians with pitchforks and that was it and i have not had to go suddenly pray to jesus and and believe all that mythology to understand that there was something wicked fucked up going on there uh and i don't i think that's a the satanic part of it it's a cover in a way like yeah they were involved with actual satanic church or blah 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 but at the same time Dude, there's a deeper meaning to all that shit than what is taken in Christianity anyway, you know, the esoteric side of it. So I, you know, this was a Catholic wedding I went to recently and Mm -hmm. I remembered exactly why I I will never return to a Catholic church, hopefully ever again, unless one of my other friends has a Catholic wedding. Yeah. (laughs) Even then, right? Brothers, it's hard. (laughs) Oh, my dude. If it's they're literally a fucking cult. Yeah, man. Like I I was a Catholic school. Like, for two years insane. like like as they were doing like all the rituals and shit i felt like so uncomfortable like i felt like we were summoning demons or <laughs> like i was like dude this is like actually fucked like, yeah i don't like any of this it's so it's weird for so many different groups of the people the only part that felt good was made when you gave peace to everybody like peace be with you you fucking shake their hand right that was the only good part <laughs> dude that fucking what creeped me the fuck out creeped me the fuck out dude Oh my God! I just remembered this. I don't. I don't know if this this priest 
uh, fucked up or what. But really, he didn't because I'm a confirmed Catholic. Anyway, they had communion for, uh, you know, it's they basically have almost mass for a wedding. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which, um, mass for anybody who's not a Catholic is just church service. Um, so anyway, what they're supposed to do was if you were non-Catholic, you go up, you still can get in the communion line and the priest is supposed to just give you a blessing. So I went up. I was like one of the first, I was like one of the first people up there and he hands me one of the wafers. I'm like, so I, you know, I'd fuck, you know, I had like, I'd fucking in programs. So I had my hand out ready and everything like how I'm supposed to. And like, um, I didn't realize I was doing it. So he fucking handed it to me and I was like, I am confirmed Catholic and I fucking ate it. And I went and sat down and I was like, and I was just sitting there and I was like, how the fuck did he know I was Catholic? Like, well, no, I didn't even walk up there with my hands like that. I I walked up there with my hands down to my sides. And when he presented me the fucking thing, I put my hands up the Catholic way, right hand under the left. Aha. And, uh, and he fucking handed it right to me. I was like, that really creeped me the fuck out. Like, how did he know I was Catholic? Like, why didn't, why, when I walked up there with my hands down to my side, why didn't he give me the fucking blessing is supposed to give non-Catholics? Like, how the fuck did he know I was Catholic? Maybe he knew you were part of the family, so... I, but my brother's not Catholic. Oh. He's a Methodist. Interesting. And they gave him a blessing. They didn't give him fucking Eucharist. Okay, okay, interesting. I, so I'm like, I was freaking the fuck, like, I was sitting there, I was like chewing it up, and I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> How the fuck did he know I was Catholic? Maybe the hand? Dude, I don't, right but like, left. I didn't do it until he presented it to me. He shouldn't oh, have even presented it to me in the first place. That's weird, man. That is weird. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess like a couple of the times I caught myself like starting to mouth some of the prayers along with, with them. And yeah, I, like, but unless he was myself. like, well, I was going to say, unless he was watching he you. He was kind of fucking watching me. It was really creepy. I mean, you do have really soft creepy. skin. Dude, so. I, he looked like <laughs> both of those priests, they got like their favorite priest that used to like go there or something. And then like the current priest was there. And, yeah. Like, they both gave off such fucking huge pedophile vibes, bro. Like I just, oh my God. It's creepy, Ooh, man. Dude, I didn't fucking. You know, it's, it's weird that you say this. Like, I, I didn't know that, that like, that it was a big, a big deal. I guess that makes sense that it's a big deal. But like, I went to uh, Catholic high school for two years, uh-huh. and they did. We had to go to Catholic mass once a month at yeah, school, yeah. and oh, that's not too bad. It was like two hours. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Not probably not as bad as just being Catholic as a kid yeah, and having to go all the time. Sunday. But, um, but yeah, I went up the first time we ever did it. I was fifteen. I was like, "What is this?" Like I've never, like I've been to a, a Protestant church, like a congregational church a bunch of times as a kid until my Did parents were like, all right, we're done. And I walked right up there and he was like, Christ be with you. And I was like, thanks. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't have my hand out or anything. Did he give I, you the wafer? Gave me the wafer. And I walked up back into the bleachers and I drink the wine. Or they didn't do I, wine. Yeah, they pass wine out to everybody. Only take it if you're Catholic. But it was just like so free for all. No, dude, like, they straight up have a cup that you go up to and everyone in the whole church drinks out of the same right? cup. So it's just weird seeing They just wipe it off behavior. with a little linen and they turn so, the cup. 
So, so eventually you get around to the other side that people have already been drinking it, but that's oh, back. Well, that's oh my God. Ancient dude. tradition as well. Yeah. Um, so my two cents on that is that like, you know, it's a school and schools, private or public, they have their indoctrination systems, you know, and all tons of non-Catholics are welcome to go to this high school that I was going to. Mm-hmm. Obviously that's to inspire conversion. You know, if some of your best friends, because this school was like regional. So, you know, you made friends. I I made friends with people all over Massachusetts and still have some of them. And that like if you got really close connections with a bunch of like Catholic dudes, it was an all boys school, of Mm, course, mm. run by a bunch of priests or brothers. They were called brothers. I'm not sure what that means in catholicism specifically but they were a zavarian brothers school Mm. x a v Mm -hmm. um but uh yeah so i just figure it makes sense that they're recruiting like crazy you know to let non-catholic families bring their kids in to be inclusionary i guess i don't know what more profit more money because it's a big sports school you know that's why i went uh because that's supposed to be like a big fucking no-no in catholicism is to let a non-catholic sounds familiar eucharist because like familiar. that's like the whole thing of catholicism is that they truly believe that when they bless the food it becomes the flesh and blood of christ right they absolutely believe in transfixiation otherwise it's catholicism is not a thing like that, I don't know why until I was. Or is it transubstantiate? What transfixiation? I, I can't remember the words, fucking dude. words. Transubstantiation, I they think. Have their own words. Um, <laughs> but how, like, why did that not freak me the fuck out until I was fifteen years old? Like, we think we're actually consuming the body and blood of a human. How is that not a cult? And and specifically, how is that not the same cult that? people are claiming to fight against right know? and i'm right? sorry that sounds like, like way more like satanist than satanism and i'm sorry i'm just gonna say this and i'm gonna say this no as nice, any christians yeah nicely as possible is that if it wasn't for catholicism christians would still be sun worshiping like astrologers for the most part <laughs> like yeah, dude, the gnostic as fuck yeah dude and i know that there's people out there that think that everything Gnostic was just planted. That's a silly, that's, that's, dino, that's dinosaurs aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> transubstantiation Sorry, in the Roman Catholic church. Yeah, this is yeah transubstantiation. Um, they, yeah, I've seen it argued that it, it's a necessary belief. And if it's not adhered to and believed wholeheartedly, then you are not a Catholic. Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Yeah, dude. And I think people just decide to be what was coined in Da Vinci Code, the movie, Cafeteria Catholics. You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm not trying to speak ill of anybody's faith. I respect the shit out of everybody's faith. Yeah, damn because right. Like if you're I actually get getting something faith. out of that, you're being a better person. Yeah, absolutely. Absolute. I get the faith. Shane and I call it red button often. <laughs> and there's millions of awesome names for it, but I get the faith. But um, yeah, the cafeteria that was easy. The cafeteria Catholic style thing where it's like pick and choose which ones to adhere to and which one. Wow, well, that was a long time ago. 
yeah. and a lot of religions do that yeah it's like but well, then why? like the, but like doesn't that detract Should. from the like the religion like the religion like you can't you can't just take apart the parts you don't like on every single level fear of death i mean i'm <laughs> i'm that i'm i'm being bold when i say that and it's just my personal belief I mean, that it's the fear it of death to. at the root of everybody's belief despite evidence to the contrary like shit that i try to bring forward we get Everything to a certain said, point where it's like well if it's between this possible reality that seems convincing and this wild idea that keeps the hope that i'm going to survive death that this ego this personality of mine is going to survive death i'm going to take my things with me you know i think that that's a big hurdle yeah for man. even in this community it's a big hurdle and i think that's like why it's so easy to be a christian because it's it's very human it's very yeah, human it really so it's like when you when you die, you get to be with your family and your friends and you're in a familiar place. And so it's like it tries to take all the scariness away from death. And mm -hmm. it's but it's like, why do you like, why do you think your ego goes along with it? Like, I don't like yeah. I think there's definitely some sort of love involved. Oh, like yeah. Maybe there is. There is. You have while you're dying that you experience like this heaven realm with your family and shit. But like. Because I remember um, what Dr. Mary, Dr. Mary Helen Hensley, mm -hmm. um, when her dad was dying, she said, like, um, he, he was a he was a uh, pastor. He wasn't a priest. He was a pastor of uh, uh, um, the Southern Church. What the fuck? Oh, Southern Baptist. Um, Baptist, Baptist. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, apparently his dad was such an awful person that to him, his daddy was not going to be in heaven. And oh, when he right. was having visions this. as he was dying... And he could see his whole family and everything. And he said, holy shit, daddy's there. Well, he didn't say holy shit, but he was like, whoa, you can't, you said you can't mess this thing up. So like, mm. you know, maybe that was just like what the universe presented him in that moment to give him comfort and come to the realization of big red button. Um, mm. But like, I don't know. I feel like that wouldn't be his experience forever. Like he would eventually go through the whole fucking great loop. I like to call it of experiencing everything. Right. Right. And do I do think don't that's part of that faith like that I keep that small. I align with. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you said it really well, man. Infinite. That, uh, that story by Mary shout out to Mary because Absolutely. she's awesome. I love her so much. She helped out and was part of a really big round table I did early on. So that was really cool. Yeah. And um, she is one of many near-death experience uh, people I've talked to that just really, yeah, it's just this echo of the same story in a lot of ways, the same yeah, archetypal man. experiences. And um, yeah, I know that's kind of like old news at this point. Uh, we we know that. We know that there's a big interconnection between these experiences. And yeah, like, is it the 10 minutes of brain function, quote unquote, something like that? Mm -hmm. it, mm -hmm. it could last forever, but but it wouldn't last forever because yeah. it's yeah. 10 minutes yeah. in time. So at some point, it's just like tripping. It feels like feels thousands like of years sometimes. But it comes to you know? an end. 
It absolutely comes to an end. Time starts yeah. to make more sense as you get closer and closer back to your. See, regular this is thinking. the next conversation I want to have. How do we relate this back into to Bigfoot? <sighs> like, how the fuck does Bigfoot have to do with reincarnation? And you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, that's interesting. I've never even put those two together. So that's pretty like, interesting. You could go weird with that. Same with psychedelics, like you know, in the stoned ape theory of yeah groups of humans that were partaking in psychedelic plants were just out of obvious facts of what these plants do to hominids would be technically more advanced, you know, on low levels, better visual acuity. So better hunting and better foraging on a little bit higher levels. You hit that like orgiastic state, like where your, your whole nervous system is alive and there's more, gratification you know so where terrence took that which i mean i don't blame him i think it's a connection to be made more babies made more popular like so those taking those partaking were populating more mm -hmm. and then at higher levels of course if you have a group of hominids not partaking and then a group of hominids partaking in high levels of psilocybin and things like that holy fuck what a difference yeah, what a massive man. difference and yeah. we're we're but the the linchpin was that back when terrence was around talking about this whether he's controlled or not whatever um we didn't have the information we do now about you know where dna has taken us and where 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 we're all from and how it's not where we think it was at the out of africa theory is long gone at this point yeah. or i think he would have absolutely just you know repeated that narrative most likely knowingly or unknowingly and um yeah yeah dope. i don't remember where i was dope. going with that boom dude we did a lot Deep of stuff in. it's pretty wild i gotta get more water i'm wicked thirsty so we might as well just like yeah, cool it out here but yeah once again if anybody's in the massachusetts area or even beyond and want to take a road trip this sunday november 19th at the veterans memorial in lemonster massachusetts the ufo and bigfoot conference the greater new england i'll tell UFO you what first fans of the deep share podcast to get andy to take a selfie with and send me a text message <laughs> i will figure out some way to send you and i knew somebody i didn't know at all podcast uh velcro backed patch that sounds so cool. I fucking love it. Hell yeah. <laughs> I only have like one left, so. <laughs> there you go. It'll be yours. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I got to promote the um, the conspiracy roundtables that have been coming out. I put two out so far. There's one more coming out. It's just a group of us getting together and just all putting these out on every channel it was it's just fun to get together on these different dogs i do want to say that i feel slightly bad for the secret space program episode that i was a part of i really wish that we had the original crew that was intended that was going to be like make it like four or five or six people there uh -huh. you know um but a lot of it I didn't mean to, but as you say, I was like shitting on like aliens and stuff like that. <laughs> so, like, so I apologize if if that felt like kind of a one way 
round table because it wasn't a full round table that i was a part of unfortunately this time around but maybe a part two would be in store eventually word, um word. i think yo, you want to you want to plug anything brother yo check out the i knew some but i didn't know it all podcast um let me know if i should come up with a better name um uh, people <laughs> listen to my show more it'll be easy to find um the, well, I the knew shorter something. name uh you know fucking mark told me that when i started my show is maybe um you should shorten that down a bit yeah, you know, like, no, called, I'm like, yo, fuck you, your show's called My Family Thinks I'm Crazy, so I knew somebody I didn't know at all. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> no, I love you, Mark. Um, <laughs> yep, I knew somebody to know at all podcast. It's uh, beautiful. At gmail.com. If you want to email me, uh, at I knew some pod on Instagram. Sweet, man. And uh, yeah, everybody, the store. Get rid of the K and Newsome. The store is open. Go check out the deep store. Yes. You can go to the, the the website's back up now. I'm like kind of promoting the website now because there's actually oh, like yeah. it's kind of full. Just you can listen, you can get the links to watch and everything, whatever. Um, but the deep store is linked there as well. Go check that out. Browse some of the the cool artwork that I've been putting out. Um, get yourself yeah, a windbreaker. Think, yeah, or you know if you know. If you feel like donating, please do. There's links there as well under the send me to hell link, because that's kind of my unofficial fundraiser thing where I'm trying to raise as much money as I can to help overhead a massive documentary film trip to Scandinavia to interview all kinds of people. And, you know, people that do contribute, please you know, you are more than welcome to ask as many questions as you want, because mm-hmm. I I want the most perspective I can go there with and ask yeah. as many questions as possible. Um, yes. We're going to possibly be visiting the name people. and the credits. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, man, all that. I mean, yeah, I've thought about Kickstarter. I don't know, maybe, maybe down the line a little bit. Yeah, but yeah, man. I do want to, I want to, pre- I would want to present this as professionally as possible and it's just it's using the saga as a keystone but it's not just the saga it's it's all this old history that i'm learning about through other sources and connecting it all and seeing if there is connections seeing if there's holes to be you know talked about and that are being pushed aside, whatever, whatever the, whatever the man over there, I want to really do it well. So the overhead is way more than I can afford right now. So I really am trying to look for some, some help. Unfortunately, (laughs) I hate even saying it, but, um, that's the plan so far. trying to get over there to Finland and Sweden and yeah, go see a lot of historical places and talk to a lot of fascinating people. Whenever that can happen, yeah. it could be three years from now. the The temple ain't going nowhere, but I do hope to put a, <laughs> put a shovel in the ground there. You Hell know what I mean? Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, dude. So Shane, I love you. I love Everyone you too, listening brother. and watching, we love you. Thank you so much for joining us again. And yeah, I'll be uh, hanging out with some Bigfoot folk. Oh, and Uh-oh. Saturday before the Bigfoot conference on Sunday, I'm meeting up with two other podcasters in New Hampshire and we're hanging out there and we're going on a little ghost slash Sasquatch hunt in some deep fucking New Hampshire woods uh, with with some pretty high tech equipment. And uh, that will, that will come out and be released into quite an awesome situation soon. So stay tuned. Also, can I plug like a couple more things? Um, Absolutely. I'm absolutely broke right now, and I do not have enough money to pay my bills this month. 
Um, <laughs> I can, I'm like 100%. It's awful. Um, hoping that one of my family members is going to bail me out. But um, okay. I offer songwriting services. Uh, if you have like a theme song you want, I can fucking write you a song. If you're a guitar player and you feel like sending me your guitar, I'll get you the nicest fucking fret job. Um, your guitar is going to play like absolute fucking butter. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to fucking think of things that I can offer people yeah, for dude, money in exchange. Engineering, you're a great producer um, as well. Oh, man. yeah. Anybody you need fucking... to start marketing yourself this way because you yeah. do a great job. Yeah. Uh, anybody needs anything audio, fucking hit me up if you need some fucking artwork. My wife is a digital artist. Um, Hell yeah. Please, somebody contact me so you can give me your money and I can exchange it for a service. And, you know, go back and listen to the horns up episodes or, you know, just go over to Shane's podcast and listen to his versus a lot of other podcasts. Like everything sounds really professional. He's excellent with audio engineering and the songs that he writes, dude, you, you under, you undercut yourself quite a bit, my friend. And I really hope things are going to be working out very soon. I did have in a job category. interview today. I'm not slacking people. Hell no. <laughs> hell no. No, that's the last thing you are is slacking. But um, when it comes to music endeavors, I'm hoping for you that things work out in time in certain directions. That would be really yeah, fucking dude. awesome. And we'll oh, promote yeah. the f- hell out of all that one. When- whenever Thank it comes you, to fruition but anyway let's get the hell out of here Absolutely. i'm gonna go play some video games or pass wow. out or okay i'm going to sleep pass out thank you for your fucking games. time everybody you're amazing yeah. thank you for listening you fucking ramble on with my fucking best friend <laughs> this has been real we love you take it easy thanks for listening to this episode of the deep share podcast if you want to hear more then hit that subscribe button follow me on all the social places And remember, think for yourself, but don't always believe what you think. Till next time. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats swimming together, cactus carrier. Enough, I get the point. You have meddled with the primal forces of nature. (laughs) And you will atone. What do we know? What do we know? If I know what we know, then I can tell you what we know, and if someone else knows, okay? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.